Well, let's bring in Chris Robinson, the Managing Director of TGM Institutional Services. He's joining us this morning to talk commodities. Chris, welcome. I want to uh, get your thoughts on crude as we're holding above the $100 a barrel level, feeding in inflation concerns and expectations that the Fed's going to raise rates at the May meeting by 50 basis points. But first, Chris, this morning here in Chicago, I'm pushing snow off my windshield. I can understand, and I bet this is part of the reason why natural gas is at a 13-year high to begin the week. Yeah, I mean, that's we talked about that spread for a while. That turned uh, about two weeks ago. And, and so far, it's been a good one if you've had it on the right way. I, you know, that, that market is obviously trying to make sure that, you know, that, that price, that, that's going to be a spread I continue to watch. How's that if you're looking for, for an opportunity? Um, you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, we've rallied, crude oil has rallied 15 bucks in, in uh, I think, five days, six days. Uh, we came off those lows hard. Despite you know over the over the weekend we had headline headlines um, you know China uh, you know there, there are more people either under partial or full lockdown yeah um, worsening and, situation in terms of COVID yeah and yeah. a lot of people I mean logically here's where logic can cost you money like oh well that's going to slow down demand for crude oil uh, and no the market's like nope we want to make new highs and uh, no we're we're sitting here this morning we went to 108 so that's I think impressive. Maybe the market has gone back, I think, to be being more concerned about inflation and possibly what, you know, that uh, those lockdowns mean for a continued kind of broken supply chain for anything coming out of China. So there is a perfect example of how, you know, what might seem like a logical trade will cost you some dough. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's good to have an opinion. It's good to put the trade on. But you've also got to recognize when the, when the market is all that matters. And I think that that's impressive. Also, throw in the fact that the U.S. dollar, we're, we're back right where we were in April of 2020. It's almost, you know, a, a perfect two-year high. Um, so throw that all in. To have commodities uh, overnight as well making highs, despite the, the higher move in the dollar, um, you know, we're kind of in a, a unique situation here. You know, I agree. A little bit different than what we were all taught when we were in econ and uh, high school or college. I took note of the strength up. We saw Friday or Thursday, I should say, into the close and crude, the run up we there saw uh, late in the day. It's not often that you see that into the end of the week. Uh, oftentimes around one o'clock central time, crude gets kind of quiet here. Uh, but uh, to see that usually shows a sign of conviction into the end of the week. And then, you know, we were speaking to that point in terms of the fundamentals and how they can steer you in the wrong direction with one of the original turtle traders. So you're in good company in terms of that mindset or that thought process, Chris. And I'm sure it's helped you a fair amount over the years. Um, along those lines, uh, you know, uh, the fundamentals kind of not really supporting the move up here in terms of crude. I heard on Friday, I think it was, to close the week out the Biden administration uh, the Interior Department announced they're going to release some 144,000 acres of government land for uh, sales, for leases, for drilling. And I mean, again, to see prices elevated amidst that news as well. But I also saw that it was about 80% less than what was initially evaluated or expected. And it looks like some of the fees are uh, quite high relative to what we've seen in the past. Right. There's there's no free lunch. There's always a catch. This This is more... Uh, I think they're scrambling to try and at least look like they're doing something mm -hmm. as we head into the in, into the uh, uh, midterms. That's more political than anything else. It takes a lot more time. You can't just flick a switch, yeah. and you know, and get this production back online. Sadly, I mean, you can go deep in the weeds about who's at fault and blah blah blah. At the end of the day, uh, you know, if you want the job as president, 
it's you know you're you're going to take the heat rightly or wrongly and <laughs> and at the end of the day supply and demand is what's driving this i find it interesting that again you've got a big part of china shut down it really hasn't affected india i think which is another thing but uh and you still have you know this is a, a demand uh, supply demand issue and there's only one thing that's going to fix that and that's more uh, supply you know a reflection of the demand issue and the supply issues as you mentioned here i remember it was uh, back in February of 2020, Biden told voters basically uh, in New Hampshire, I think it was, he said, no more drilling on federal lands, period, 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 period. So uh, he was pretty clear. And now all of a sudden uh, conditions have changed. This is George Bush's no more, no new taxes. This is <laughs> back to, upon him with his base. Uh, you know, I think that, that these were well-intentioned ideas by people that possibly didn't really recognize that you can't force an economy to do what you want to do. You know, in, in 10 or 15 or 20 years, we'll get to where, if we want to be zero emissions, you cannot force it overnight. And I think that's one thing that maybe some people, you know, you can be the smartest person in the room, a PhD, mm -hmm. brilliant person, and the market will, you know, cut you to pieces. Uh, time and time again, we've seen that again. Um, very, very smart people. I mean, I could go through, you know, guys where they had the right trade on, they were early, got stopped out. Uh, so hmm. just being right, you know, the, the timing of this was wrong and now they're going to have to scramble to, uh, to, to get it back. And, and we will, the market will, the market will adjust. It always has. Uh, but you know, we've obviously, you know, been under some pain and, you know, you gotta remember a year ago or two years ago, our Bob was at 38 cents. Now it's at three thirty. I mean, that's, that's the market responding, um, to what's going on. And it's not like we haven't been here before we're back to 2012. Okay. It's yeah. you know, the, the world, the world did not spin off its axis yeah. in 2012. You know, it's so we'll we'll get through this. You know, and, and I'm just looking a little bit deeper into uh, some of the news tied to Biden, the administration. Basically, uh, again, the executive order when he uh, came into office, and I'm hearing the Interior Department basically is estimating that uh, uh, it's meant to the loss of some 12 billion in revenue from drilling on federal land since then. So. Uh, maybe we'll start to see some of that come back. And ultimately, with that coming back, we'll get some supplies and prices come off here. Let's talk a little bit about how it's not just energy markets, grains into the end of the week, corn breaking out to a new high. Yeah, spot corn hit $8 overnight. Uh, the 2012 high, the last drought we had was $8.43. Uh, I've seen a lot of this over the last few years. The, the, the Once the trend gets going, the algos like to go for the old highs. I'm not saying that's where we're going to go, but... Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've had a tremendous rally from three bucks now to eight bucks. I don't know, you know, uh, moving ahead. That is, again, the market is trying to, to you know, uh, address that supply concern uh, with corn. New crop corn, though, is I think what's most impressive. The, the crop that's being planted right now, you mentioned it's snowing here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know, we may have some delayed plantings. That's also typically friendly. In other words, bullish for um, these prices because that's what's going in the ground now. First corn, then beans. Uh, and that's that's what we're going to have to fight through now with this with the weather issue. But yes, um, corn made new highs. You have wheat uh, creeping back towards its contract highs. Uh, a, a, a tremendous rally there. But it's it's at that teeter point, right? We need you know the bull needs to be fed every day. We've had tremendous volatility in wheat. We rallied uh, from January to February. You know, it was over three dollars, and then from February to you know in about six weeks, we lost half that. People forget about that. These markets whip around. Uh, if you're, if they don't trade like uh, stocks. So anybody out there that's you know looking at commodities, they they turn on a dime. Uh, lots of times they trade more on emotion than on facts. 
And I've seen this before because I started trading grains in 1989. And um, when these markets turn, you better you have to have your exit plan uh, prior to the term because it can really really be uh, some vicious correction. So, but be that as it may, it's a great opportunity. We've got a tremendous opportunity for farmers and producers. Um, uh, I, I can't stress that enough. And and a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, we may be looking back a farmer producer going, boy, that was a great opportunity. And um, that's that's my take on this. And I'm I'm not going to back off that. Wheat and corn of higher this week. It looks like three in a row. Take a look at corn here. Again, that recent run-up you mentioned through $8. I just want to kind of zoom out before we say goodbye here. And you can yes, see, again, right back to levels here as we're working our way back to August 2012 levels. So something to keep an eye on in terms of multiple areas, in terms of commodities and quadrants, uh, in terms of products to watch here. We didn't even get a chance to talk about gold up in near 2000 as we begin the week yeah. with the dollar strength. Also, again, kind of bucking the trend in terms of what you'd expect to see. Appreciate you joining us here this morning and sharing part of your Monday with us. Chris Robinson, the Managing Director of TJAM Institutional Services. Chris, look forward to seeing you back here in the near future.